2: As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
3: We've all felt left
4: out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you
2: by the Ad Council.
5: Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe.
2: Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you know the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. On April 4th, 1968, Dr. Martin Luther King was shot and killed in Memphis. A petty criminal named James
4: Earl Ray was arrested. Case closed. Right? James Earl Ray
2: was a pawn for the official story. Some of the evidence, as far as I was concerned, did not match the circumstances. This is the MLK
0: Tapes. The first episodes are available now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know, he's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money-making conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money-Making Conversation. As you know, I'm the host, Rashawn McDonald, and I say this every episode, it's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own, and we always hear people talking about gifts and purpose. If you have a gift, leave with that gift, and don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. My interviews I have are with celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and people I like to call industry decision makers. My guest today is Von Hebron. He is the Let me tell you something career's on fire. If you have a water hose, call a fireman, call nine uh, I'm uh, a fan. Yeah. I'm just putting it out front. I'm a big fan of his from Jump. Uh, let me get all the credits out so we can start talking. I noticed his talent. So for the first time, uh, Tyler Prairie is the Oval. That's when he came into my life, that first season. But it does not stop there. He's appearing right now on Will Smith's new movie, Keen Richard's. He's yeah. also the devil, know you coming out in 2022 opposite my boys, Omar Epps and Ma- Michael Ealy, who have also been on my show. We're going to talk about Vaughn's new lead role. And they sent me some clips on you, Vaughn. So we're going to talk about that. You, boy, oh, you, you surprised me, boy. You surprised okay, me. Okay, and the popular, okay. The Game. Everybody knows The Game series revival out on Paramount Plus. The show premiered on Paramount Plus on November 11th of this year. He'll be talking about his rising career, his journey. Uh, pivoting from a corporate life Pursuing his acting and his dream And that's what we really want to talk about that Making that leap All people talk about making a leap of faith Following their passion But he did it And we're going to talk about that Because it always comes with consequences that we can't control But it's all positive because you're living your dream And getting roles successfully in such a short period of time What he has learned What's been an integral part, integral part to his success On his own journey this thus far Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Von Hebron.
1: My thank man. you so much for having me i appreciate you being here man well
4: first of all um
1: let's talk where you from vaughn where are you from originally baltimore maryland uh-huh yeah originally baltimore maryland and uh went to high school in pennsylvania okay and the college at lafayette college pennsylvania before i started traveling uh in my pharmaceutical career
4: okay pharmaceuticals. so <clears throat> that was a professional way
1: of saying you were selling drugs for a living Oh yeah, I was a uh, professional dope dealer. Well, yes, okay, you, you go.
4: There's nothing wrong with that because there, there are people who do it for real, and the people who do it on the streets. And people yes, do it in the streets; those people get in trouble. Now you was out there. Now that I've, 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 I've a couple of friends of mine who are professional pharmaceutical people, and they make mm-hmm. a good living. They enjoy their life, drive nice cars, nice houses. Vaughn, okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm assuming you good looking guy, articulate, got kind of a nice shape. You probably out there being very successful,
1: weren't you? Selling Thank drugs. You. Thank you. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, having it was my first real job out of college Mm -hmm. um you know in your your mid-20s having a pharmaceutical job you know things are getting paid for Mm -hmm. uh checks are coming in you are living a good life so uh it was definitely a career that my parents were proud of and that everybody from the outside looking in just thought hey you already made it at such an early time of your life um which was even more of course interesting when i shifted and left that and to go into acting but uh to to your point, most definitely, it's, it's a great career, and um, I will go back to it if uh, I wasn't happy with what I'm doing.
4: Well, you know, that, that's really interesting, because uh, off air, I was just telling you, like, that happened to me. You know, I was, my degree is in mathematics, my minors in sociology, graduated from University of Houston in Houston, Texas, and okay. um, got a job at IBM. In fact, I was working for IBM two and a half years part-time before I, you know, ascended to a full-time opportunity. Had the car. Had their apartment, had the the social life, all that good yep. stuff. Check, check, check. <laughs> all, those check boxes, right? all those boxes, all those boxes. But I wasn't satisfied because, from a creative standpoint, right. I wasn't. I, I would never say I was not happy because the best time of my life. I still live off those life experiences, but right. something was missing, though, Vaughn. What was yeah. missing when you? Because you did all the
1: right things. I check, check, check. What right. was missing? I think for me, what was I know for me, what was missing was um, the the feeling that I was actually accomplishing something for myself. Right. The feeling that I was uh, making myself happy before others that I was that I was accomplishing things because I wanted to do it, opposed to just you know uh, the, the the societal standards of making money. Uh, getting a resume, um, having this position, that position. It was like when I stepped back and said, am I really happy hanging my hat on this besides everybody else's? Is this what I want to say that I'm doing? I couldn't say that. You know, I was going through the motions. I was going through my motions. I was looking for another reason to get out of bed every Mm -hmm. morning besides just just fulfilling these certain duties that look good on paper and they look good by societal standards.
4: Right. Well, you know, it's really interesting when I, when I bring guests like you on on money making conversation, because a lot of people, they wait to a certain point in life where they make a decision. It may be, I always tell people, there's no excuse. Age mm-hmm. should never be an excuse. Right. And, and then like when I left IBM, I, I made that decision a year in advance and and I and I was and I would tell people on the show, I've said many times, I was brought to tears by that decision because it was such a tough decision because I yeah. wasn't sure. But I know if I wanted to be happy long term, I didn't want to look back 20, 30 years and go, what if? Right. What was that decision making process with you, Vaughn, you know, to, yeah. to which has led to the Oval, which has led to the game, which has led to so many other opportunities we're going to talk about. Right. But what really, because it was nothing out there that guaranteed you, because that was a guaranteed health benefits, guaranteed right. check. Gary rent being paid, it came every week,
1: fifth of the twice a month, it came. It was the stability. Uh It was it was the stability. It was you know a very stable, safe environment that you're in. And I guess the process for me was first realizing that I wasn't fulfilled, you know. And I think a lot of people actually feel this sometimes, and they struggle with it. They may not be able to put their finger on what it is, but it's the feeling of I'm I'm not. I'm not happy for myself. I'm not um, fulfilling my potential. I'm not, I'm getting up every day because I have to, not because I want to. And I think understanding and being aware of that, first and foremost, once you have that awareness, then you can start making decisions from there and, you know, understanding why you feel that way, understanding how you can change that way, and then starting yourself on a course um, to change your life. So for me, it was... Again, understanding one day that, you know, I wasn't happy and then starting to think of other things that would make me happy. Understanding my passions, understanding things that I like to do when nobody's paying me to do it, when nobody's forcing me to do it. What do I find myself doing? Mm -hmm. And that's where I started to draw, you know, eventually got into acting classes because I've always loved movies I've always loved television. Nobody ever had to make me do that. Nobody had to pay me to do that. I'll be on the TV watching uh, my television all day, right. you know. So it was, um, it was first understanding that, and that's what led me to the course of actions that got me eventually here.
4: we were talking okay. to Vaughn Hebron. He's the star of the new series on Paramount Plus streaming, "The Game." Uh, we're gonna. I want to jump a little bit ahead because now this is a lead role, so this is all about you, you know, because you, you know, they a lot more pressure you know, uh, uh, about it. And they've sent me a sizzle, cut, sampling. And I got to admit, man, you look like you really can play the game of football. You really, I I, would tell you something, man, you know, because you know I, like when i was i've been in uh when i did when i was co-executive producer of Jamie Foxx show way yeah. back when when he did uh you know the the movie with al pacino the football movie he played the quarterback football, yeah. you know he got in shape man and he and he played that role that was actually the role that Launched his career, especially as a dramatic actor, because he was only known as a comedian. And um, when you go back and they throw that ball to you and you catch it and you running, man, down the sideline like a a professional wide receiver. Talk about the reality of, of being able to say, I want people to feel I can actually play this in real life, too. If we was given the opportunity, because man, I'm gonna tell you something, Vaughn. I was impressed by your your where you adapted the role, and also where you 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 act like I could actually see you catching a ball from Kyler Murray from from Arizona corner. I could actually believe that. Talk about that experience.
1: Well, for me, it was. um, I was very adamant about doing my own stunts for this role. Mm -hmm. I was very adamant about having me in there as much as possible to not only sell. Um Jameson feels being that character, being that guy, but also to, you know, give myself a chance to realize my potential. I haven't played um college football, obviously, since like you know, 2012, 2013, but I'm somebody who stays in shape. I'm somebody who's always active. And these are the roles that I work for. These mm-hmm. are the roles that I train so hard for. So I was not gonna let a stunt double get in there and just <laughs> you know, do all the work. I said, put me in as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And in that environment, I honestly, honestly, I forgot I was acting. Right. Honestly, I forgot I was acting. It was, it, it felt like, like being back on the field, the pressure, the nerves, the, the being the star on the field, being mm-hmm. that guy, it was everything that I had, uh, grown accustomed to and had experience with. Right. So for me, it was an easy transition just to bring all of that pressure, all the nerves into the scene, into these moments and um really show up. Uh so it was it was, no, I'm it was Jason, a lot of work. man. I will <laughs> tell you it, it was a lot of work, but well I'm stud- gonna
4: Vaughn, I'm gonna just cut you off right there because I wanna uh, let you know, you know, I have been fortunate, you know, manager Steve Harvey, currently manager Steve Nate Smith, who you know Nick Cannon, or, you know, Kevin Hart, Jamie Foxx, Robert Townsend, the twins, T and Tamar Maury, Gabriel Union. I've been around a lot of stars. Right. Monique, I and I've been able to sit down and coach them, motivate them. Mm. And the reality is, it's all tied to hard work. Every name I mentioned, they're mm. still successful because of hard work. Right. And so what I loved about what I saw was that, you know, I see you take off. I didn't see a little skinny guy at the end catching the ball. I knew that was you catching the ball. Yes, so right. by setting that, that that standard, the respect level on the set went up because I she, uh, I, can, I can tell you right now, because all of them were actors. Right. They were actors who suddenly went, I can't do that. Right. And so that was, you know, when you when you try to step in, I remember when Steve Harvey, when we was doing his first sitcom in 94, and that's where we that's why I met Wendy Raquel Robinson, your co-star right. of the show Game. She came in as a love interest way back then in '94, '95. And, you know, it was it was You know, a lot of a lot of people were giving Steve Flack because he was a comedian, suddenly he was given a starring role in a sitcom and people talking about he can't act. He can't act. Mm -hmm. Why he getting Mm -hmm. a role? Okay, when he stepped out there, then uh, everybody shut up. Oh he he can't act. Oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Sometimes you got the only way to prove people,
4: only way to prove things to people is just by shutting up and do the work. Right. And so with that being said, and I'm very complimentary about that, Vaughn, because of the fact that, you know, a lot of people, they say they want a dream. They want it. But then again, they don't want to show up and put the work out and the work in. Because like you said, you you were a hand raiser. And I always tell people being a hand raiser just because that's not because a lot of people say, well, they don't pay me to do that. Well, you did a hand raise. Look, I I want to do that. And that in turn gives me more respect. And I kid you not, man, your career once people see this series more and more and all your body of work, brother, you, you, you're you going to be working for a long time, Vaughn.
1: Thank you, man. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Seriously, you're going to be
4: working for a long time because of the fact that, you know, the, the credibility that you gave me and, you know, the fact that, you know, I know we was up to, it was like a couple other times we was supposed to interview. And we got to reschedule. I said, no, 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 whatever he whatever his kids. I want to interview him because I, I really it. enjoy you. And I love meeting young talent like you because that's my job. My job yes, is sir. to meet people like Yvonne and then tell you how special you are, let you know, state of course and longevity will be part of your game. And that's why that's I so. mentioned Wendy Raquel Robinson when I met her in 94. Dude, acting
1: every year. Right. <laughs> right. Every year. Every year. And, uh, and she sets such an example for us. Like mm-hmm. she is literally the queen on set. The, the example that she sets, the work ethic that she has, the, her leadership skills, her her motherly, but also like tough love skills. Like she she is such a prime example of somebody who has paved the way for other people to get to that same level. And mm-hmm. she does it consistently with her hard work.
4: Absolutely. Now let's 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 go to my favorite show. When I first saw you on the Oval, the Oval. Okay, let us talk about. Was that your first? That's Tyler Perry's The Oval, which is very popular. One of the most popular shows on BET.
0: Um,
4: I met this. I saw. I met this. y'all. I saw him. That's when he came into my life. I'm I'm am a, a fan of the Oval, and he played this son. You know, his wife. He, he, had, a, he had a child, and then she go. She got caught up into this cult, just in case you don't know the backstory. Right. And um, then he had a little, he had a little affair on the side. You know, his character's all messed up, y'all. Just all you over the place. Barry <laughs> is all over the place. You know, he was kind of selling drugs, but he wasn't selling drugs. He, he was. Like, right. t- let's talk about that relationship with Tyler Perry. How did it start? Before we start having fun with the Oval, because it was a fun right. character,
1: because it was over right. the top. Well, um, interestingly enough, you know, Tyler, he actually saw me on a comedy spook that I did uh, for the Zeus Network. And um, he saw that and it that was all improv. That was it was scripted, but it was basically all improv and it was just like a comedy fun thing. Uh, and it was on YouTube and then on Zeus Network. And he saw it because a couple of people in the play that he did on his last tour had mentioned it to him. And so he eventually called me up. Right. Directly called my phone. And uh, he was like, Vaughn Hebron, Tyler Perry here. You know, I uh, want to talk to you. And that's exactly how your touch, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I'm literally in my bedroom having a conversation with Tyler Perry on the phone. And hey, he Vaughan, just. Vaughan, Vaughan, slow
4: I, this down. Slow this down. OK. I remember when Arsenio Hall called me. I was driving in L.A. OK. Yeah. And uh, this is Arsenio Hall when he was Arsenio Hall. OK. And yeah. uh, I went. Okay, but I, I actually hung up on him. I said, "Do stop this, stop this, stop, stop, stop playing with me," and I hung yeah. up the phone on him. He called me, "Hey man, this is this is really Arsenio." Okay, I said, yeah, "Okay, yeah. cool." And you know those moments, man, when mm. people at that statue—and believe me, mm-hmm. Tyler Perry way bigger than Arsenio Hall. So mm-hmm. that's why I got to slow him down. See, people like Vaughn—they they, they missed the moment because it happened. But see, it's a blessing because mm-hmm. Tyler does this all the time, and I I laugh with him because he'll call people up and have these regular conversations, and then on the other end of the phone, they hard jumping out their chest, they mind screaming, "I can't believe this!" They trying to go, "Where's this going to go? What offer? Uh, I made it." Talk about that emotion. Vaughn, when Tyler Perry called you, you broke the right. reality that it was Tyler Perry, and then right. you broke down into this casual conversation you were
1: talking about. Right, right. I mean, first of all, all right. So first of all, I got a heads up that Tyler has spotted me. Okay, you know, okay. One of the castmates texted me and said, "Hey, um, Tyler asked about you. I gave him your number. I hope that's okay." And I'm like, "Of course, that's okay." But you know, <laughs> you know, when you when you hear stuff like that. You're thinking, ah, this may or may not turn into something. He's not going to, he's not, he's, he's for sure not directly going to contact me. Right. And if anybody ever contacts me on behalf of him, it's going to be six months from now, a year from now, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it was literally two minutes later that I see a 404 number pop up and I'm like, this can't be him. (laughs) <laughs> and as soon as I answer the phone, I know his voice. I knew his voice. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm i stuttering. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking there is no possible way that he's calling me. And I know he's calling me. I know I'm talking to him. But this is not real. This is not happening. This is surreal. Um, And I'm just... I'm listening, but I'm still in my head. Right. And I'm still like, God, what are you doing? What is what is what is going on right now? Like I can't be having a conversation with this man mm-hmm. after two years of being in LA moving here for this exact reason. And he's he's now talking to me about acting. Right. It's 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 one of those things where you you never forget the feeling, but it's like it's so hard to describe because right. it's uh, an influx of emotions, mm-hmm. and you're just all of a sudden the universe just opens up. Mm-hmm. Can't believe it is right. And so now, the the how did the or the
4: opportunity for the Oval come about? Did he call you directly for the the Oval series? Yeah. he had a character in mind for you. Or you had the audition for other characters.
1: So he had the character in mind for me after he saw me. Mm-hmm. After he saw me, you know, we talked a little bit, um, introductions and things like that. And um, and so then he started talking about the show that he saw me on before. He said, I see you do comedy very well. I'm curious if you are a drama actor. Mm-hmm. And I said, I can be. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I can be whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, and he said, well, I'm coming out with this new show right now. And uh, you are per- you are perfect for this character named Barry uh, that I that I have on the show. Uh, would you be interested? Now <laughs> well, you know I got to play it off I got to play it off like ah. Yeah,
4: you know, uh, well, tell, tell me about it a little bit. You know, of, send me some sides. Send me some sides over so I can read, check out the lines. Make
1: sure you get right. it, it. Fits right. my character, my my, my talk Yeah, I, you know, you know, I can be, you know, I could be interested into it. You know, let, let me hear about the character a little bit, Tyler. Let me hear about the character. Oh. <laughs> mm. Mm. interesting. Yeah, mm. well, yeah, let, I would definitely be interested in auditioning for this. Right, right, you know? right, right. So, and, we, and we're just having a conversation, man, about the character, about the show, because he had been working on it. Uh, for about two years before Mm -hmm. he uh, they were actually in the final stages of casting by the time he got to me Mm -hmm. Um, so it it happened very fast for me other people they've been you know in line with it for a while right
4: now uh, the now the character man yeah over the top man uh, he's 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 a hothead Mm -hmm. um, you know you Mar- got he got, got a child he, he had an extramarital affair uh what did you when you start seeing the, the character description and start reading the line this is just fun talk you know there's no yeah. you know because yeah. the series is uh, over the top and it's fun All and, I, and it, it it's just outrageous and, right. but when did when did you realize this was there's a line between comedy and you know, because of your, your character, because it was so over the top. And I and, and you kept yeah. making the mistakes and you kept wanting people to feel sorry for you. You kept wanting yeah. second chances. And but you when you drove that car through that drugstore, I went, he had lost his mind. Got lost out, to beat his the mind. dude up. Pops got shot.
1: Right, <laughs> right. Um, you know, for me, it was it was a definitely it was definitely a learning experience because um I I had an interesting time with trying to make all this real because ever since the first episode with Barry, you know, he got accused of rape with the with the with the president's daughter. Yes. His daughter was kidnapped by a cult leader. Um, He he accidentally shot somebody. His girlfriend's cheating on him. And I'm just like. One thing after another, I have to, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to ground it, Tyler. I'm trying to ground it. And he's just like, you just, you just got to go for it. Yes,
2: yes. You have to
1: go yes. for it. Like lose, he said, lose your mind. Yes. Lose yes, your yes. mind. So you're already trying said, to make all this work make sense, you know. Exactly. He said, you can't make sense of it. He literally <laughs> said, you can't make sense of it. Just lose your mind. Yeah. And so I, after that point, at that point, I just became a little monster, man. I just didn't care anymore. <laughs> I love it, really? man, First of all, and there's no there's no character description of Barry. When right. I got the audition, there was no character description of him besides Butler's son.
4: Right, right. I forgot the fact that the the, the president's daughter did accuse you of rape. That was the first. Awesome. That was the first thing that went wrong in your life, and then exactly. it just it just kept
1: just rolling down here after that. Exactly, and, man. So it was it, it was something I couldn't make sense of. And when he once he told me that, then it was just. You know, you're on green light. You just go 100 miles per hour from now on. Before we go, I want to talk about a couple of other projects that you have coming up,
4: man, because I want to, I don't want to limit the, the fact that, you know, I'm a big fan of Oval, and that's why I discovered you as a fan. I, I became a sure. fan through that that portal, and then you're on the star and on the game. But King Richards is in the theaters right now. And I read mm-hmm. an article on, um, uh, uh, the, you know, because it, it premiered on HBO Max. Sure. And then they said people, 100% of the people who watched the movie watched it all the way through. Good. which is a testament to wow. a quality of the movie. Because usually people just pop wow. off, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they said 100, if you, whoever started watching that movie completed that movie. Wow. So talk about that, and then we're going to slide over to the movie you're doing with Omar Epps and Michael Ely that's coming out next year in 2022.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, you know, first of all, this was my first uh, big movie role. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an opportunity to work with Will, and there's, there's several people in that cast that I've always been fans of. And so for me, it was just, it, it was another surreal moment. You know, my first movie to be able to watch Will Smith, to learn from him offset on set, and just um, be in that environment and be in the space that I want to, you know, um, aspire to one day. It was, it was just nothing but a blessing. And I was watching his work and I was watching what we were creating on the movie set. And I just knew it was going to be something that was special. Mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be something that was going to touch people's hearts. That was going to be a family movie that everybody, that anybody can relate to. And, um, and I, I'm honestly, I'm just blessed to be a part of it. It was, it was a learning experience for me. I was working on it, but I was, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of it. You know, I'm not just like, yeah, I did it. I'm, I'm like, yo, we did something great. They did something. They created something awesome. And I'm just glad I could have been a part of it. And then we're going to shift gears and go over to the starring
4: opposite Omar Epps. Long career. Another brother with a long career. Yeah. I go all the way back with him in Juice when he was yeah. with, uh, with Tupac. And then Michael wow. Ealy, you know, he did the movie for me with uh, Think Like a Man, Think Like a Man 2, Kevin Hart. That yeah. was my project. I was executive producer. So that's what Michael Ealy and I develop our relationship. And the movie is entitled, entitled The Devil You Know.
1: Yep. Uh, it's it's funny because Michael Ely, I met him in 2017 when I first started acting and I was doing background at the time Mm -hmm. and I walked up straight to him. He was doing background of, um, we were doing, I was doing background of being, uh, being Mary Jane and I walked straight up to him. I introduced myself and I said, I'm going to be working with you one day. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, four years later, we're on set together and the W, you know, Omar Epps, I mean, he's, he's a beast. I learned so much from watching, watching him, working with him. I'm the youngest of four brothers in that movie. He's like the third oldest. Mm-hmm. And so playing younger brother to somebody that you've been watching your whole life. Right. Um, and being able to go back and forth with them, like have conversation, have this camaraderie. I Again, man, just another moment that I was blessed with that mm-hmm. I... Um, I really appreciate. I'm glad I I was able to sneak up in that thing <laughs> right. and do my and do and and hold my own. You know, it's all a learning experience for me. It's all a, a growing uh, experience for me. And I'm just glad that I'm able to do it at a level with some people who I, I, I really admire. Well, you know, uh, I've I've
4: done over a thousand shows, Vaughn, and sure. uh, my staff know I, I I get excited for very few people. You're one of the people I was excited to 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 meet through my conversations uh, you're a star brother you gotta you got a long career don't stop uh just yes, keep working hard uh you know god is good but it's good to even people understand the value of opportunity and work hard mm-hmm. for it you're seeing mm-hmm. yourself through you're not being afraid by uncertainty that stops a lot of people
1: but my man i'm i'm just happy i got, finally got the interview Vaughn. I, uh, I i'm sorry it took so long i'm happy that i was able to do it and it's been a blessing having, like, just being here with you, talking to you because you're a legend in your (laughs) own. Thanks. (laughs) For real. Like, I was like, no, we got to make this happen. We got to make this happen. So I'm glad we was able to. We won't put it out there. He's the star of the new game, the game reboot. On Paramount
4: Plus, it premiered November November 11th. It's airing and streaming. Don't miss it. And you're gonna see him on, you know, we just talked about the Omar Alps, the Michael Ealy movie that's coming out in 2022. But you can catch it right now on HBO Max. It's going back out in theaters. That's with Keen Richard starring the one and only Will Smith. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations. Thank you for having me.
5: We will be right back with more Money Making Conversation with Rashawn McDonald. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald.
4: Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversations with your daily Minute of Inspiration. Recently, I spoke with my friend, actress, comedian, podcaster, and host of OWN Network's The Big Holiday Food Fight, Kim Whitley. We discussed her weight loss journey, single mom podcast, and holiday series. Kim shares how being happy and inspirational helped her with her own personal journey. I'm I'm a really, really firm believer in how you feel on the inside will come out on the outside. A lot of water is what they really make you drink. Yes. Um, you stay hydrated. Your skin's going to look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but being happy on the inside, um, I think it comes out because people are always like, you're always so happy. I really try to maintain that um, because I like to be an inspiration to so many people. So I, I think that's what, and when I look good and feel good, then I'm even happier. If you want to listen to this full interview with Kim Whitley, it's available on moneymakingconversation.com.
5: Now let's return to Money Making Conversation with Rashawn McDonald.
1: Welcome to Money Making
4: Conversation. As you know, I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. I say this every episode, stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. We always hear about passions and gifts. If you have a gift, lead with it. Don't let your age, friends, family, or co-workers stop you from planning or living your dreams. As you know, I interview celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and people I like to call industry decision makers. My next guest is a longtime friend. Um, Houston, Texas. That's where I'm from. That's where, I, that's where I met him. At the Super Bowl. I, I didn't really mean him. I just saw him. I saw this young brother come from the back of the room performing, man. And and uh, he just took my spirit in a good way. And I've been a fan of his, and I've been blessed to have him on my show, Money Making Chris. Money-Making Conversation, and his name is Lecrae. Lecrae, if you don't know, is a multi-Grammy, award-winning, platinum-selling artist. He has sold more than 3 million copies, and he has made history as the first artist to have a number one album on both the Billboard Top 200 and Gospel Album charts simultaneously. You hear me there? His first book, Unashamed, is a New York Times best-selling Bestseller In 2020, one of my favorite books. Uh, his second book, I Am Restored. is an honest, honest book, man. How I, re- how I Lost My Religion, But Found My Faith. It's a beautiful book. You should pick it up. It's available on Amazon, available in bookstores online as well. He is the co-owner, because he's an entrepreneur, co-founder, and president of Atlanta-based Records, uh, Reach Records, with a staff of nearly 20 and a roster of over 10 artists, co-owner of a major film studio, and a partner of Atlanta-based film production, Three Strands. Films. Finally, Cray has partnered with Financial Education Company, boy, this boy, this just, why I love him, man, Experian, for a new six-part YouTube series, Protect the Bag, Protect the Bag, teaching his fans and everybody, even if you're not a fan, how to establish a financial legacy. In other words, it's all about, man, closing that, that wealth gap that is existing between blacks and particularly whites people of color, in particular whites. That's what this is about, and holding on and protecting the ways you can improve your credit score, which is the basis of how you can just succeed in life. The new series debated November 9th, second series aired last Tuesday, and will premiere new episodes each Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through December 14th. Please welcome to my money-making conversation again, Lecrae. How you doing, Lecrae?
2: What's going on? Honored to be here, man. Appreciate you having
4: me all the time, Craig. Craig, You know, um, you know, is 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 because we've we've had some dramatic good moments on the show, you know. So this is gonna be one of the first time we're gonna be up, be, have fun, you know. And because your books, man, are always motivating, but they are also so honest, man. Because you're so authentic and you, and I won't, I won't use the word deep, but you're just telling the truth. And sometimes when you tell the truth, it doesn't always have a smile on it. So why right. why is why why is there so much that high level of authenticity when you're telling stories, especially the written word?
2: You know what it is. I think I want people to experience freedom, and sometimes you know you got to show off your scars for other people to realize that healing is possible. So so I want to be vulnerable so people can see like oh those are some of the wrong turns you made. So I don't have to make them. You know, and and then they can make the right turns. And and that's how we grow and that's how we learn.
4: Well, I I know that I've learned. I always tell people I wake up... dumb. I tell people, I, I wake up dumb so I can be willing to accept information. Because if you wake up thinking you know it all, then guess what? You ignore the, 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 the truth in a lot of ways because you you feel that, I got that. You've heard that phrase, I got that, I got that. Or people wave you off. And that can be a mistake a lot of times because a lot of people can provide information. And you've always, through your music, been an outlet for information, uh, whether it's on tour, whether it's in your lyrics, whether it's as a mentor, Talk about that responsibility, Lecrae, because it takes you down emotionally a little bit because we've been there on our interviews, how I can take you down. But that's a responsibility you're not running from.
2: Right. No, I mean, you know, I just know what it's like to not have those mentors, to not have those voices to help me when I'm navigating stuff. And so if I can help people avoid those pitfalls, then then I want to do it. And plus, That's just part of being a leader. That's, that's part of, you know, the, 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 the mantle that I wear, you know, uh, everybody says, well, I ain't no leader. You're leaders. If you, if you are ahead of somebody, if somebody's behind you, somebody's following you, you leading whether you want to or not. Right. So somebody's always watching you. So you always leading. So it just, you know, for me, it's like, all right, well, let me just take responsibility and, uh, and just try to help people so that, that their ceiling, uh, my ceiling is their floor. Right. You know, the
4: interesting thing about it, uh, when I look at Lecrae, because I'm a former entertainer, you know, I, I left IBM for pursue a career as a stand-up comedian. So I've been on stage in front of 20,000 people. I've been on stage in front of 5,000 people, 4,000, 300 people. There's a certain rush you get when you get that and now that he's a businessman there's a certain rush he's getting for that but it's not like what i saw when i saw him in houston texas that that artist that captivated my spirit and i didn't even know who you were man so fueling that live performance energy that you get there and now being a business person how you're navigating both emotions look
2: you know what it is <laughs> and i just like winning you know, yeah. everybody's addicted to winning and, and conquering something and, and seeing something in front of you and, yeah. you know, having a vision, having a dream and being able to accomplish it. You know, I like accomplishing goals. And so um, when you're connecting with a person through music, you feel like you're accomplishing a goal. And at the same time, when you make a business decision or a strategy and you see it work, you feel like you're accomplishing a goal. And so that that's that's the part that's addictive and inspiring for me. Well, you know, the,
4: the fun part about it when people come on my show, because, you know, I, I, I do my research, you know, I, people will send me a little bio, over. I, I, I want to, I, because I, I think I, that the word people use is your flowers, you know, showing you your blessings. And so, so mm-hmm. because a lot of times we just grind, because you're a grinder. I know that mm-hmm. for a fact every time I talk to you, you grinding. Like I so said, you grinding with experience right now, with protect the right. bag, you know. And then next time I talk to you, you're gonna be might be the third book we're talking about. Maybe <laughs> acting in a of a, a series, because that's your that's your MO. And that's a positive, right. folks. Don't don't get me wrong, because a lot of people say, oh, he do too much. I'm gonna tell you something, man. Long as God allows you to be alive, you're supposed to do too much because mm-hmm. there's no time on when you might not be here. I always tell people, I'm over 50. I say, I'm on the downside of dying. And I tell people that, hey, bro, I ain't going to live to, you know, so I, 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 can't, I ain't got too many more years I can put in me. But that's an honest talk, Lecrae. Okay, and I'm not yeah. saying that as a defeatist, but the realization is I'm going to put my time in. When I talk to Lecrae, I'm going to put my time in talking to you. So you're <laughs> younger than me. Why are you putting so much time in, Lecrae?
2: <laughs> Man, because of folks like you, you this, this, the knowledge you kicking. I'm like, oh, well, shoot, that's perspective. Let me go. And then, you know, I have been fortunate. You know, I, I bought a building um, uh, near downtown Atlanta and the, the, the gentleman who sold me the, the property. I was like, man, why are you selling me this property at this price? You know, Mm -hmm. because it was a really good price for what he was selling it to me. And he said something very similar. He said, you know, man, I'm upwards of 70 years old and I'm not I've made my money. I want to enjoy it. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not going to be here for another 10 years or 20 years to see this property turn over and make double what I sold it to you for. Mm-hmm. So it's no point in me holding on to it. And he said, you got time. And so maximize your time. You hold on to it. You develop it. And you got 20 years to see it come to fruition to where you can take that money and go enjoy it. And so I was like, man, that's inspiring. That's a perspective I never had. So, man, I got to. Yeah. While I'm here, let's go. Well, you know, because,
4: uh, you, know, you know, I bought a building here in Atlanta, just like you. And yes. I just want to put people in perspective about that because, you know, Lecrae can because, you know, I had to, I had to, I, I've had I've i leased at different places. I have places that we worked. I've had places in spaces. And so multiple offices. Mm-hmm. But when you tell people, just like he just said it casually, I, I bought a building, man. People ain't ready for that. could, people know you can buy a house. They know you can buy a, a car. They know you can buy an airline ticket. But when you tell people you bought a building in the crate, they look at you a little bit different, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> and that's a beautiful thing because that's what, as minorities, as people of color, we got to have that as part of our vernacular. So it won't mm-hmm. feel strange. It won't feel strange that, you know, we're investing in stock. It won't feel strange that we have portfolio, financial portfolios. And that leads us back to why you really came on the show today, Protect the Bag. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. did you come about it? You know, experience, you know, you get your credit scores there. It's a financial education company. How did you get into that whole process
2: with Experian? Yeah. So the, the 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 backstory is that I was getting offered a lot of, um, you know, opportunities to be in films and I didn't understand the film industry. So I said, let me back up. And when I learned a little bit, I said, let me start my own production company. And once I had a production company, um, Experian had reached out and said, hey, we'd like you to host something for us. Can you... Do you know any creative production companies that would be able to pull it off? And I said, I sure do. You know, what I'm <laughs> saying I, I, I have one in mind. Yes. And um, you know, I was like, this is this perfectly aligns because my production team and myself, you know, my partner and I have been really heavy on trying to close this 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 wealth gap. And so obviously Experian has some desires. They want to educate people on credit. And then I have some desires. I want to see, you know, the black community understand the power of the dollar, the power of our dollar and um, how to protect it and how to, you know, invest it. And so those things align and uh, we work together to create something that would continue teaching people about how to uh, invest and protect it, their money. Now, and
4: you know, the, the whole thing about investing in protecting, like I said, you know, I'm older than you, so I've I've spent money that I shouldn't have spent. But guess what? I had it. You know, mm. I've had an extra car. I, I couldn't drive, but I had it. And mm. so, but one thing I did have, ever since I was 18, I understood my credit. I protected mm. it. I held on to it, man. I I understood uh, what a credit card meant for me. just somewhere in my mind, my DNA, and my whole process said credit was important to me, and it's always sustained me through my whole life. It's been my badge, of uh, yeah. my badge of authenticity. My badge to be able to tell you my credit score is over eight hundred, and mm. and and I don't even blink now. You know, people go, oh, wow, you got good. Yeah, I'm 820. I average 820 on a regular basis. And so that's that's something I brag about. So when you're trying to do protect the bag, how do people get involved with the whole process besides viewing it? Okay, because we see so many commercials now about, you know, how they can raise your score real quick, you know, but there's a process to that. And that's what the series is all about, correct?
2: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really uh, beginning to take some steps and we're giving people casual steps to take, you know, telling people to put their money to work for them, you know, treat your money like it's an employee. Um, also telling people to, to not see credit as, as consumption, but see it as capital. How can your credit, um, like if you have a credit card or whatnot, um, how is that building something instead of just consuming you, if you are just consuming money, um, it's not building your credit. If you if you have credit with the intention of building it so that you can do more things, that's a different mindset to have. Um, teaching people to pay their mortgage, you know, twice a month just split the mortgage payment in half, and what that does is that uh, drives the, the the interest down that you're ending up having to pay. Um, and just simple principles that people can learn to help them. Teaching people to pay a little bit more on certain bills. Um, and just helping them understand what it means to even establish credit. Because some folks don't even have credit. They think, oh, I don't want to touch it because right. I, don't, I don't want no credit. I don't want no problems with it. But right. you have to establish <laughs> it in order to have good credit.
4: Right. Now, but let's go back a little bit before we, because you, in order to have a conversation about being successful, get, 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 get go on to a level of respect because, you know, you just can't just start talking about having good credit. Or talk or to right. people unless you had a successful track record. I mentioned some of those things, you know, three million copies, the number one artist, both from gospel and, and Billboard. But then to be an employer, that right. responsibility, you know, understanding right. HR, understanding health plans, understanding all these little things. Talk. Let's walk through these steps because we mentioned three companies, and I want to talk about those three companies because that has played a role in you being the expert voice. Yeah. protect the bag because people need to understand that because they will see you as an artist and I think that's disrespectful in a lot of ways because yes your famous name got you here but mm-hmm. it's your 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 entrepreneurial and your business acumen that is mm-hmm. allowed us to listen to you take this advice reach yeah. uh, reach uh, reach records talk about that
2: <laughs> yeah so reach records is an independent label um, we are going on. Uh man, I, I I've been doing this since I was a kid. You know, coming out of college, and so you know that's that's over 15 years mm-hmm. of of running a, a a successful label. Um, you know, uh, by God's grace, we've always been profitable, and that's just a beautiful thing. Um, one of the things that I would say is is uh I realized early on that I was not gonna sit around and wait for. Uh, somebody to embrace what I was doing. I was just going to do it myself. If nobody believed in it, then it's just, let's just do it ourselves, you know? Um, So I remember creating products and, and, and albums and people were like, well, it's a little too... You know, street for the church, a little too (laughs) church for the street. There's not really a lane for you. Fine, I'll create my own lane. Right. And that's what we did. Because Mm -hmm. I knew there were other people like me who, you know, would have appreciated what I did. And so we've been running the label and we made some decisions early on that really protected us and helped us. And we've grown, you know, we were young when we started and we've just had to grow over the years. And now, like you said, we got over 10 artists. And it's learning how to take care of them and learning how to, you know, teach them. And I'm just trying to continue to pass that on. And then the one thing I will say is, yes, I've learned a lot. My acumen has risen. But one of the best things I've learned is to staff my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. You can't be good at everything. And so if you know you're not good at it, staff <laughs> that person and put them in a position to help you achieve what you want to achieve.
4: You know, now you didn't have a name on this. You said a co-owner of a major film studio. Yes. Okay. Is there a name we can talk about that? Or are we going to keep that a mystery and just say you're a co owner of a major film studio? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that I, I we're going to let that slide now. You know, I got all these titles, but I get to that one co owner of a major film studio.
2: Yeah. So that, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, you know, that was really just, um, I don't even know how to put put that one to you. You know, I, I guess for me, yes, sir. That wasn't that wasn't on my agenda. Uh-huh. Um, it was more so knowing the right people. Yes, sir. And that it put me in a unique position um to be a part of an investment deal. And um, and I said, wait a minute, is this a reality? You know, is this is this film studio, which will remain nameless. I don't <laughs> want to put it out there, but um. You know, there was a film studio that has produced a lot of big films, uh-huh. um, films that we all know and love. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, I had a friend who who said, hey, I'm about to uh, there's a, a, a portion of ownership that is not available right now. That's now made available. And um, I don't want to take it all on myself. I don't want to take all of it on. I was I'm, I'm giving it to you as an opportunity. And let me tell you something. I'm literally the, um, I'm literally the only African-American uh, owner within that group. Mm-hmm. And so that in and of itself is amazing to me, you know,
4: congratulations. congratulations. But that, yeah. I had to tease you on that. Cause I knew, I knew there was a, a, a lack of a title left for a reason, but I had to pull as much information I can get out of you. Yeah, but then, no, I want to slide I, it, over to the, uh, you know, when you made that bold statement with to Experian, said, "Do you know a company that can uh, produce this for us?" And that's what, the, what's what we're about to slide right now. Three Strands Films. That's yeah. the production company. That's your production company. Tell us yes. about that. And how did the production actually work to produce this series for Experian called uh, "Protect the Bag"? That's on YouTube.
2: Yeah. So, um, Three Strand Film, as I said before. Um, somebody, a major, uh, uh, director had come to me and said, I want to make a movie about your life. And I didn't know anything about what that meant. I didn't understand the points. I didn't understand the royalty system. I didn't understand the contracts. And so I had to go meet with a, um, an attorney who was in the film industry. And it was like, man, this is a lot of heavy lifting. I'm coming from the music industry and I just don't want to be, I know how artists get taken advantage of and I don't want to be taken advantage of in the film industry. Mm -hmm. And so The more I studied, the more I realized this might be something we can do on our own. Right. You know, no one can tell our stories better than we can. Mm -hmm. And so, so um, I, 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 one of my good buddies was a director and he had been doing a lot of independent films. And I said, Hey man, why don't we partner up and um, and create, you know, we've known each other since, you know, our college days, let's partner up and create a production company. And so um, we started small. We started producing a few music videos, right. and then from music videos to some small documentaries, and then that moved on to um, our first uh, major project, which is a, a film we're working on now. But um, but the experience thing came across my, my plate, and I was like, "Hey, we got the capacity and the talent. Let's do it." Right. Well, that, that's
4: that's a beautiful thing because of the fact that you know we have to control our stories, and we're in the era now. You're in the era now with streaming outlets in the demand for content from black people, people of color, African-Americans. Now, but we're talking about protect the bag, you know. What are your thoughts when I, because, you know, my main conversation, that's all I talk about, trying to close that gap. I bring all type of uh, CPAs, accountants, motivational people like you on the show. But there's a wealth disparity out there that exists along racial lines. What are your thoughts and what is your role in trying
2: to close that disparity? Yeah, for me, um, part of it is education, right? Right. So we can't close that gap without education Mm -hmm. and and then helping us understand the power of our dollar. So African-Americans, the black community represents one point four trillion dollars in buying power. Right. And what that means for anybody who who doesn't understand what that means is that means we have one point four trillion dollars that we can put anywhere we want. And so people are competing for our dollars Mm -hmm. and we are not putting our dollars back into ourselves. We're not investing in ourselves. And so our money goes right into our pockets and into another community. And so that hinders black businesses from thriving. That hinders um, our kids from having their college paid for. That hinders, um, you know, us investing. Another thing is, is, is the beauty in healthcare. You know, we represent 14 percent of the population, but represent 22 percent of of beauty purchases. Right. But only one percent of the stock market. Yes. Now, how is that? That's that's the type of disparity that I feel like we need to have education on and and begin to to take some steps and some strides. A lot of people say, you know, uh, well, we should buy black. Yes. But we should also invest and we should also um, figure out how to do good business. And we should also, if we're going to buy black, let's create businesses that are good businesses and have good business models and business plans and help each other through that so that that this thing can be more sustainable long-term.
4: Right Right now, you can catch the series Protect the Bag every Tuesday on YouTube 7 p.m. Eastern Standard, Standard Time all the way to December 14th. Lecrae, I know you now. It's on YouTube now. Okay? Now, you did that, that, are uh, we going one day I'll be looking at MSNBC, CNBC, Lecrae, well Protector Back, hosted by Lecrae what what what's going on here, brother? It's hey, always listen, a I'm, starting point with you. Because the starting point ain't always the finish with you.
2: I have I am I'm, I'm on the ride, I'm enjoying the ride, and I'm open. <laughs> I'm having a Always say, humble, you want to always, talk, humble I'm here. always humble. But that
4: <laughs> mind is just clicking. He I would tell y'all something about Lecrae. Lecrae don't get in with the small expectation. He looks at the opportunity, and he's a visionary. And if you know a visionary, a visionary always looks at the long, the long run. You know, that's important. If he see a penny, he's looking around where that nickel at on the ground. It must be a what penny. Is it a nickel someplace? Because that's how his mind thinks. And so don't be shocked. So capture and watch these series right. These series pocket the bag, right? Protect the bag. Excuse me right now on YouTube is hosted by my man, Lecrae. You know, he's been successful. He's a entrepreneur. He's a, he's a, a owner of a very secret, but popular major film studio. That <laughs> one day, you know, you are going to pop out there, you know, and I'm going to say, bring him back on the show. You could have told me that, big dog. Come on now. <laughs> but uh, again, Lecrae, we both in Atlanta. I'm going to drop by, man, come by my office and come by your building, man. Uh, you're a blessing, brother. And I always appreciate you taking the time to come on my show, Money Making Conversation. And by the way, I've already been in discussions with uh, Clark Atlanta University about doing a Money Making Conversation financial summit uh, oh. right before uh, – taxes for april 15th so i'll be reaching out to you because we're on the same page man we're trying to change that wealth that racial gap especially for our people and you're one of the voices my boy ash cash i'm gonna get him on board and some more yes. people so it is you know i'm the old head man i want you young boys out there man just leading the way and allow me to just lay the foundations. that is that a deal that's awesome i <laughs> love you. that i'm all about it <laughs> thank you it's lecrae Protect the bag every Tuesday on YouTube, 7 p.m. Eastern. If you want to watch it, you better start watching that because the last episode is December 14th. But it doesn't matter if you missed anything because the way the series works is about education and financially getting you to change your life and putting a passion of change in your heart through your pocket. And not allowing those pennies to fall out and turn those pennies into dollars and then you invest those dollars into the stock market. Thank you, Lecrae.
2: Absolutely. Appreciate
4: you. Cool. If you want to see or hear any of my episodes of Money Making Conversations, please go to moneymakingconversation.com I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. Thank you.
5: You've been listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. Please join us next week. And always remember, lead with your gifts. Money Making Conversations is a presentation of 3815 Media Incorporated. You are now tuned into the Money-Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald.
4: Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money-Making Conversations with your daily Minute of Inspiration. This week, I sat down with Kirk Franklin. That's right. You may know him as a multi-Grammy award-winning singer, songwriter, producer in music. Now he is expanding into film and television with shows on Lifetime and BET+. Kirk talks about
1: living his faith. You know me better than anyone, you know, in this space. And I am unapologetic in my faith. And I try very hard to live it more than I preach it. Mm -hmm. It's because I think people would rather see a sermon rather than hear a sermon any day. I really believe, well, unapologetically that. Everything that I'm blessed to do is all by the grace and kindness of the Lord. I mean, I'm not that smart. Whatever I've been blessed to do, it's all because of the Lord's kindness. If you want
4: to listen to this full interview with Kurt Franklin, it's available on MoneyMakingConversations.com.
3: In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Or support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide. Give with all your heart this season with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com.